This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for September the 7th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking information in the world of wrestling, whether that's WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We are a comprehensive podcast that we scour all the wrestling news articles to give you a comprehensive idea of what's happening, not only in front of the camera, but behind the stage too. It's a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead 
and let's get right into the headlines. Starting over with e-wrestling news, Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. Freddie Prince Jr. sends a warning message to Tony Fix Things in AEW. Now, during the latest edition of his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, Freddie Prince Jr. commented on the backstage drama in AEW following the 2022 pay-per-view event called All Out that happened in Chicago. Now, the incident was with CM Punk and Adam Hangman Page, but it continued with Colt Cabana, and then after the press conference, it was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Now, according to Freddie Prince Jr., he doesn't believe AEW has any real leadership and warned Tony Khan that if he doesn't fix things soon, Triple H will run away with the wrestling business. These are some of the comments Freddie Prince had to say. This should be the return of MJF. He's going to go against CM Punk, which is the best storyline in wrestling in the last 20 years. And because of a bunch of backstage drama, everybody's talking about everything else other than the wrestling itself. They're not talking about the storyline. They're not talking about MJF, although they should be, which makes everything just so disgusting. Now on how AEW needs backstage leadership. Now it's bad right now in AEW. There's no leadership. He's saying all this stuff in front of his boss, making Tony cringe and very, very uncomfortable. And most importantly, he's talking the way to his boss. There's no relationship backstage and there's no leadership. Everything seems to be a mess right there. They have to find somebody or something that they have universal respect for. Now that's not a wrestler's court, but maybe they need that. I know there's a lot of people out there who definitely could step up on how things are suffering backstage in AEW, on his friends telling him that AEW sucks being backstage. I have a couple of friends who work there and they say it just sucks backstage. They need leadership, someone outside of the promotion in power that they can go above the EVPs. They can have control over what's going on, bringing people in to say different things, hashing things out the way they should be, even if that means having to let some people throw punches and get some things out of their system. I don't know what's going on there right now, but they better get together. Triple H is going to run away with the wrestling business if they do not. With more information on everything that Freddie Prince Jr. has to say on his podcast, continue following Ryan Clark as he has more information on everything happening in AEW over on eWrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing MJF. Now, MJF has posted photos of being on a private jet just prior to AEW Dynamite with a caption saying, here I come. Now, MJF returned to All Elite Wrestling on Sunday night's all-out pay-per-view event, winning the casino ladder match. Now, the salt of the earth took to Twitter today to post a photo of himself with a smirk on his face in a private plane, which he captioned with, here I come. Now, many people are speculating what's going to really happen in AEW now that MJF is the number one contender. Some people think it's going to set up a great feud with he and CM Punk, which will continue from the one they had just several months ago. But following CM Punk's defeating John Moxley in the main event, Maxwell Jacob Friedman unmasked himself to prove that he was the Joker in the casino ladder match and that he would be coming after CM Punk. Now, whether or not this match actually does come to fruition, there's a lot of things that play into factor. Will he still be employed by them? Or is there a chance that due to continuous injuries to his foot, that may sideline him as well? With more information, continue following Ryan Clark, and he will give you more information on everything going on in the world of AEW. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, CM Punk will not be on Dynamite, as it has been reported today that he is dealing with yet another injury. Now, CM Punk, as we stated before, beat John Moxley in the main event of All Out to become the new World Heavyweight Champion. Now, it was also reported CM Punk was ripping Colt Cabana, Hangman Adam Page, and all the EVPs, which consist of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the post-AEW media scrum. Now, Punk had a backstage confrontation with Nick and Matt Jackson after the scrum, and also it included Kenny Omega, but his friend Ace Steel got himself involved as well. Dave Meltzer reported today that Punk suffered a serious injury in the match. Now, here's what Meltzer wrote. Punk's injury is serious. 
Rumors from Sunday said they hadn't confirmed it, but no matter what happens, they still think they'll be facing discipline. But all of this situation is supposed to be addressed tonight on Dynamite. Now, Meltzer also followed up with, just to make it clear, Punk is home in Chicago and he will not be in Buffalo. Right now, Punk is injured. We don't know what's going to happen. Rumor is that it will be addressed tonight on AEW Dynamite. For more information regarding everything that's happening with CM Punk, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and jump over to our friends over on Wrestling Inc. Backstage news regarding CM Punk's exit and potential other suspensions. As many people have realized, today suspensions have been levied to the elite. Matt and Nick Jackson have been suspended along with Brandon Cutler and Kenny Omega along with Michael Nakazawa. Others are still waiting to know if anything's going to be happening with Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk, and Ace Steel, also known as Chris Guy. Now, Dominic D'Angelo is writing in today. Yesterday, reports began to trickle out about potential suspensions, but now we do realize everything that has happened. Sports Illustrated's Justin Sparso has seemingly confirmed all those reports and all of the names once again to confirm with Sports Illustrated. According to Barso, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, including Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler have all been suspended for their role in the backstage fight. Now, several sources for Sports Illustrated said that AEW world champion CM Punk, who instigated the fight with his comments during the scrum, and his friend and trainer Ace Steel, will be included in those suspensions or potentially being fired from the company. Their fates will reportedly be determined by the end of today being Wednesday. Wednesday. Punk had a meeting with Tony Khan on Tuesday to discuss the situation and how he thinks it should be handled. Sports Illustrated also reports that an independent third party is being brought in to investigate the locker room situation. Many things have happened and many reports continue to come out. Punk took a verbal blowtorch to his AEW colleagues during the media scrum, calling out former friend Colt Cabana and hangman Adam Page by name, AEW EVPs Omega and the Jacksons by their title. Now, Sports Illustrated has confirmed that Page was no longer in the building when the locker room fight went down. The fight reportedly saw the Bucks and Omega confront CM Punk after his comments at the media scrum. Steel, Steel's wife, and Punk's dog Larry were all in the locker room at the time, and the confrontation allegedly prompted Steel to throw a chair hitting Matt Jackson and biting Kenny Omega. The fight went on for about six minutes until security came in to break it up. Now with more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be forthcoming. We also have have some non-CM Punk news at this hour. Malachi Black. It appears right now that Malachi Black has been granted his release from AEW. Many wrestling fans noted on the pay-per-view Sunday that after the match was over in a losing effort, Malachi Black embraced his House of Black mates and then blew a kiss to the crowd before making one final bow and going backstage. So once again, it looks like Malachi Black is done with All Elite Wrestling. Now, according to Fightful Select, several talents within the promotion believe that Tony Khan was reluctant to accept Black's to be out of his contract. Now, the report states that Khan wanted to keep Black from going back to WWE. Now, the reason for that is because many superstars believe that things could be much different over in WWE now that Triple H has gone and taken over. Hayer had meetings just to try to stay positive and keep Black sticking around, but it seems that circumstances have changed and there was an agreement to grant him his release. Fightful also noted Black's release is conditional and that the restrictions will prevent him from competing 
competing from any other promotion similar to WWE for 90 days. However, the specifics of his release granted remain unclear as of right now. In the past, AEW mainly released talent after their contracts expired or for disciplinary reasons, so in this case, it's quite unique for the promotion. With that being said, the company released some stars who asked for their release, such as Kylie Ray. For more information on everything that's happening with Malachi Black, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information about his departure will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's continue. Let's talk about Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens is opening up with Wrestling Inc. and he's talking about what his relationship has been with CM Punk. Now many people are divided in the locker room. Some are said to be in camp CM Punk and some seem to be in the camp of Hangman Adam Page and the EVPs. Now newly crowned AEW World Champion CM Punk is not the most popular person backstage stage right now, but a member of the Acclaim spoke about the relationship and the Second City Saint Wrestling had to say something to say about CM Punk, and this is what was said. I have a great relationship with CM Punk, Anthony Bowen said. Here was a couple of weeks in, and I barely knew him at the time, and he had just wrestled a match. He was taking time out to pull Dante aside, and he was talking to him while they were with the trainer and they were going over tape study. He was a really good resource, so I think it's a good asset to our company, especially from an analytics standpoint, from all the money that he brings in and the ratings. Now, Punk made headlines as well this past weekend after he won the world championship from John Moxley at All Out. For more information on this and finding out what other friends that CM Punk has backstage at AEW, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. Also making news of this hour is AEW women's star Chris Statlander. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, Chris Statlander has officially undergone surgery. Statlander underwent knee surgery today as she kept everyone posted on her social media accounts. She had a picture of her as she was being wheeled into recovery. Statlander, who suffered a torn ACL and several minor fractures in her knee, suffered the injury while wrestling Serena Deeb at an AEW dark tapings last month. Now, Statlander was believed to be in line for a big push prior to her knee injury. Statlander returned to AEW in early 2021 after undergoing ACL during another knee last summer. Now, it is expected she's going to be out for at least six months with this injury. Everybody in the world of wrestling is wishing her a speedy recovery. For more information on Chris Statlander and how she's doing in her rehabilitation, we will keep you abreast of everything that is happening with her. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Booker T is stating, you know what? You fire the coach, you don't fire the quarterback. Two-time WWE Hall of Famer Booker T advised Tony Khan not to fire CM Punk despite the incident at this past weekend's pay-per-view. Punk, who won the AEW World Championship at All Out, had fierce comments in the post-media scrum bashing many within AEW. What did Booker T have to say? This is his comments most recently on his podcast. I don't think you fire him. I think you figure out a way to make this thing work, Booker T said. We figure out how to make it work and we try to get things back on track. CM Punk is the quarterback. You normally don't fire the quarterback. You fire the coach before you fire the quarterback. You got to figure out how to get everybody on the same page so they can start scoring some big touchdowns. You know what? That's what gets you to the Super Bowl. That is what this is really all about. Now, Tony Khan has not made any public statement after the big scrum or the big brawl that happened backstage. For more information on all of this and what other people are thinking about the situation happening in AEW, continue following Wrestling Inc. 
and eWrestling News for more information. New reaction is coming out right now from Tony Storm about her big win at All Out. Now, there is some backstage reaction to Tony Storm's comments at the AEW Media Scrum, specifically about Thunder Rosa. There is no heat on interim AEW World Champion Tony Storm following her comments she made at the Media Scrum on Sunday night. Now, Storm captured the AEW Women's Interim Championship, defeating Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida in a fatal four-way. Now, the match between AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm will be booked, but a date and a time has not yet been announced. Thunder Rosa is still, right now, not in action due to an injury. At the All Out Media Scrum, Storm commented on Rosa's injury, and she is alluding to the fact that she might not be really injured. This is what Tony Storm had to say. Thunder Rosa says she's injured. Okay. Now, Sean Ross Sapp reports that there's no heat on Storm for that comment. Rosa has faced accusations of her injury being fake, following reports of her real-life heat between her and Britt Baker, as well as the heat with her and Jamie Hayter. Now, some have suggested that Rosa's injury is to keep her away from AEW until tensions cool off backstage. Thunder Rosa has denied all of these reports and saying her injury is completely legitimate. For more information on all things Thunder Rosa, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. The AEW roster is sympathetic towards MJF after the CM Punk controversy. The AEW roster is reportedly very sympathetic for MJF, who returned to the program after being overshadowed for such a long time. MJF returned at last weekend's all-out pay-per-view, capturing the Casino Ladder Match chip. After winning the match, he earned an AEW World championship match, MJF unmasked after the main event, and had a stare down with CM Punk. Now, Sean Ross Sapp is reporting that many in AEW feel bad for MJF, who was referenced during CM Punk's comments. This is what was said. There is some sympathy as it relates to MJF's return to AEW, but everyone was generally left in the dark regarding MJF's status for months, and it said it mirrored that of Punk winning the title in Vegas, and Wardlow beating him, but everyone speaking about MJF. Those who spoke had not heard about any heat between MJF and Punk prior to Punk basically mentioning MJF's name as one of the stubborn kids that he has to work with. Now, Punk's fiery comments would be followed by a backstage fight between, once again, Punk, A-Steel, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Michael Nakazawa, and many more. In addition to the sympathy that MGF is receiving from the locker room, many wrestlers expect AEW to fire Punk for everything that had happened. That seems to be the general consensus among the stars there. For more information, once again, on everything MJF and everything happening backstage at AEW leading up to tonight's historic Dynamite, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. We have more information on exactly what happened after CM Punk left the media scrum on Sunday night. Now, in an update, as more information continues to come out from AEW backstage personnel, the leak is happening and it's coming out in droves. According to a report from Fightful, sources close to Punk and Ace Steel have offered their side of the story. Now, it should be noted this is only one side of the story, and it's far from being the only side of the story. Following AEW's 2022 media scrum, many people were wondering what would happen after Punk's comments finally reached the rest of the locker room. Well, Punk didn't have to wait for very long, as the Young Bucks went up to CM Punk's locker room and banged on the door. They claimed that they said it would be kicked down if he refused 
refused to answer. Now, at that point, CM Punk, Ace Steel, and his wife were in the room. Now, Steel's wife, who was babysitting CM Punk's dog during the show, is currently dealing with a broken foot as well. Steel has been telling people that's what set him off, the fact that his wife was unable to move and he was simply looking out for her. Now, it's also been reported that Steel threw a chair, which hit Nick Jackson in the face, causing a black eye. Additionally, it's being reported that Steel also bit Kenny Omega. Now, many people are still wondering what is fact and what is fiction. For what it's worth, Kenny Omega is said to have not intentionally been upset as the Young Bucks were, but things quickly got out of control. As it was reported on eWrestling News, the fight had been very long and very long lasting. It was over six minutes before everything was broken up. No, there were additional words exchanged and things were not looking pretty. Now, as far as the rumors about CM Punk being injured, there's also some thoughts that CM Punk might have been injured during his match with Jon Moxley again, but right now they're keeping that pretty quiet. Right now it's said to have been potentially a tricep injury that happened when he did a dive. Punk was icing his arm during the media scrum. Punk said he is already hurt and he's not going into another fight. With more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information on everything happening backstage as more reports come in will be forthcoming. Darby Allen is making news at this hour. John Fuentes is writing, Darby Allen announces his next Nitro Circus appearance. Now, many of you have seen on social media that Darby Allen is not one to shy away from the dramatics and the flair for acrobatics. AEW star Darby Allen has announced his next scheduled appearance for the Nitro Circus. Allen recently took to Twitter to announce that he'll be taking part in the September 9th show, which will be taking place in Brooklyn, New York. Now, the show is part of the Nitro Circus Live. It's called the Good, Bad, and the Rad Tour 2022. If you'd like to find out more about this tour, follow Darby Allen on social media and follow Nitro Circus as more information on all of this will be forthcoming. Miro is making news at this hour. John Fuentes is writing in. Miro retweets responses to CM Punk's comments regarding standing with your peers. Now, CM Punk's ongoing drama backstage has been well documented, especially on this show. Now, there were moments after Punk made some harsh comments that the elite did not like. Now, this is also what was said. It doesn't matter if your opinion of your coworker is positive or negative. You stand with them because they'll do the same thing for you and you'll wish someone helped. Trust me, you're expendable. Together, we're unstoppable. Now, it was during this time that everybody was wondering if CM Punk had actually changed and turned a leaf. Now, many fans believe that he wasn't as genuine as many people believed he would be once he was given his second chance in wrestling with AEW. With more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. eWrestling News is also reporting Booker T believes AEW should have used Will Ospreay differently during his brief stint in AEW. Despite Will Ospreay's recent stint in AEW being highly praised for his quality matches, wrestling legend Booker T believes AEW could have made so much better use out of the IWGP United States champion during his brief run. Speaking on the Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T explained his reasoning as to why AEW should have used Osprey in a different fashion, and he gave some examples and some reasoning behind that. Booker T would go on to say, It was always big when Ric Flair would come to town. He would always have the spotlight on him. He would always do an angle with the top guy. He would always leave the top guy in a position to have gotten the rub. And I thought Will Ospreay was in a prime position to be able to come here and put that same shine on someone. It could have left somebody in a major role level. 
and they just didn't do a whole lot. They could have done so much more. Now, as opposed to working with a champion AEW, Osprey was part of the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament alongside United Empire, Aussie Open, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Osprey's time worked to add depth to the feud with he and Kenny Omega, which many believe will be culminating in a Wrestle Kingdom match. With more information on everything Will Ospreay and the thoughts of Booker T, continue following e-wrestling news and more information about these stars will be forthcoming. Bobby Fish is making news at this hour. Recently released star Bobby Fish has already booked his first event, which will be happening for Black Label Pro. Now, while Bobby Fish is no longer with AEW Wrestling, that doesn't mean he wasn't paying attention to the all-out pay-per-view that happened this past Sunday. CM Punk and the Elite had their backstage altercation, but Bobby Fish was quickly to chime in and have the back of the Young Bucks. This is what he said. On a very short list of people in this industry that I can say I genuinely like, I love those guys. Like, I love them. They're good people. They got kids, they got wives, and they're God-fearing human beings. On that level, yeah. I mean, would I stick for up for them? Yes, I would. But was I there? No, I wasn't. So, you know what? Who actually knows exactly what happened during the altercation? Now, on wanting to do a kickboxing fight when he was in AEW, this is what Bobby Fish had to say. Truth be told, since May, I have tried to get Tony Khan to sit down with me no less than five minutes to ask him if I could have permission to do a kickboxing fight. I was actually something that I talked with other people in the company about, but I could never nail Tony down to sit and talk about it. But in Tony's defense, he's a busy man, especially on TV days. And you know what? It is what it is. But I wanted permission to do a fight, and I couldn't get there especially with talking to Tony. If you'd like to find out more information on Bobby Fish, continue following eWrestling News, and you can also listen to his podcast, The Undisputed Podcast, that you can find anywhere podcasts are made available. Continuing with the headlines, let's go ahead and let's jump over to the world of WWE. Over on Wrestling Inc., there's details on the Velveteen Dream. Now, Ross Berman is writing in at this hour, details on the Velveteen Dream punching and biting during a most recent arrest. Ross Berman's writing in at this hour, it's been a bad week for people biting and doing other things such as that. Nonetheless, Velveteen Dream is back in the news. TMZ reporting that the recent arrest of Patrick Clark, who was formerly known as the Velveteen Dream in WWE NXT. Now, he was in trouble for biting a gym employee and then punching them in the face, leaving teeth marks on the employee's left chest near their armpit. Now, according to documents received by TMZ, Clark got into an altercation with a senior gym employee after being told to leave the area that was closed that needed to be cleaned. Clark also reportedly threatened to kill the employee. Clark had been charged with battery and trespassing on a property after warning. Both are misdemeanors. After they put Clark in violation of his probation stemming from a November 2021 arrest for cocaine possession, and that violation led to another arrest just days later. He first joined the WWE in 2015, and he was a controversial figure, especially in the locker room. After being named in the Speaking Out movement for inappropriate contact with a minor, Clark was released from WWE in 2021 over rumored behavioral issues. Clark had recently been angling for a return to professional wrestling in the wake of the NXT changeover, 
with stars like Karrion Cross and Dexter Loomis coming back with another opportunity. However, it doesn't look like he is going to be brought back into the fold, and it looks like his legal troubles are just starting once again. With more information on the Velveteen Dream, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. Mick Foley is making news at this hour. Mick Foley wishes he would have stayed in TNA long enough to work with a WWE Hall of Famer. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley has carved out one of the most incredible careers in the world of wrestling. Labeled a hardcore legend for his insane stunts and moments, he provided fans during his 20-year career. Now, some fans may not know about Foley, however, that he once, in a storyline, was the co-owner of TNA, which later, once again, would be a storyline when the company's name changed to Impact. Now fully revealed on the latest episode of Foley's Pod podcast, the Impact Wrestling had other plans on how to debut him, giving a more important owner role as part of the company. This is what he would say. I would have loved to have done the whole X Division thing, Foley said, looking back at it. If I had come in with that, I'm Mick Foley. I just purchased the X Division. You know what? I think it really would have made a difference in the company. And looking back now, I wish I would have did it. Although Foley did most of his incredible work in WWE, he had a three-year stint in Impact Wrestling that gave him the opportunity to work with people such as Sting, Abyss, Jeff Jarrett, Booker T, Kevin Nash, and Kurt Angle again, just to name a few. However, there was name that Foley said he never got a chance to work with in TNA, and it's arguably one of the biggest of all time. Foley would go on to say, I wish I'd stuck around long enough to have a match with Hulk Hogan, Foley said. Two types of people in the world, those that acknowledge him being in the ring and being a big deal, and those who pretend that he isn't. But I do promos. I see the way he is in the ring. He's a pretty big freaking deal. Wish that I would have gotten the opportunity. With more information on Mick Foley, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour, Pat McAfee gives a major update on his WWE status. Now, Pat McAfee has provided a major update on his future with WWE. McAfee recently signed a deal with ESPN to serve as an analyst for College Game Day. The New York Post was the first to report the news. Given his new gig, many have wondered what would happen and what is the future for Pat McAfee in the WWE. He's one of the most pivotal people right now in the media industry. Now, he's going to be a big part of college game day, and it's going to be on Saturdays. It's just one day after SmackDown where McAfee was being the color commentator. Now, on the Pat McAfee show, the former NFL punter said that he initially wanted to work both jobs. He said this, The original thought was I could do SmackDown and Game Day. I could do it, McAfee recalled. The folks at WWE who I have nothing but love and respect and admiration for. I'm talking the old regime. Whenever you think who's in charge over there, I have nothing but great feelings for any of them. I would just reach out with them. I would chit-chat. And they were actually the ones that say, Hey man, you should go ahead and do Game Day. It's with a great company and congratulations. We actually love that show. You cannot be traveling overnight entirely for a season. It's not good for your health, it's not good for your family, and it's not good for anything. McAfee noted that WWE told him that he could step away from his commentary duties on SmackDown during the college football season. The company assured him that he would be right back in the saddle once the season is over. With more information on Pat McAfee and what his roles are going to be with College Game Day, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming.
Sami Zayn is making news at this hour. Sami Zayn is reacting to Solo joining the Bloodline. Now, as many people know, the Clash at the Castle saw the debut of Solo. Now, the Bloodline appeared, obviously, to be looking to gain some new members, and that's exactly what they did at Clash at the Castle when former NXT superstar Solo made an appearance to cost Drew McIntyre the main event against Roman Reigns. Now, in a move that shocked the WWE Universe, now despite the fact that Solo, who is the Usos' younger brother, it just makes perfect sense for him to join the bloodline. His presence was pivotal with the Tribal Chief that night, and neither the Usos nor Paul Heyman had any problem with this. His honorary bloodline membership didn't share Reigns' appreciation for the group's newest inductee. Now, for the most latest update on everything that's happening with him and what's going to be happening with the Bloodline, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on this will be forthcoming. Robert Grunier is writing in today on Wrestling Inc. about Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is confirming exactly when he knew Cody Rhodes was coming into the WWE. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes engaged in one of the most entertaining WWE feuds in recent memory. And although the later spatted still even after his return match, he got injured shortly after. Now he's currently rehabbing a torn pectoral muscle. Now the way the rivalry had ended, it still left it on a cliffhanger, but many things will probably happen again once Rhodes returns. Now the first time they squared off was on night one of WrestleMania 38, and a match that was universally praised. Rollins revealed on the latest out of character with Ryan Satin when he knew for certain Rhodes would be his mystery opponent. This is what Rollins would say. I would say less than a month out from WrestleMania, Rollins said, I was really left out of WrestleMania until I mean, well, he ended up coming to the company, and then it was finalized. I want to say it was three weeks actually before WrestleMania, when we actually started to build up the story and what it was going to be like. We really weren't quite sure what we were going to do. There were conversations being held, but there was not really a whole lot of stuff that I was privy to at that time. Cody was still trying to be worked out, the contracts, the details, all of that. I was kind of just poking around saying, hey, does anybody know what's going to happen with he and I? Or do I not need to start talking and, and bringing ideas up? Because no one really seemed to be interested in letting me into the big idea of what was going to be happening at WrestleMania. Now, following a praise Universal title match against Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble 1992, Rollins was basically hiding away and he was changing his persona. He was changing into Seth freaking Rollins. He would also go on to say, I've been doing so much good work in WWE, Rollins said. Like, actually, I feel like I've been doing great work. You know what? If I was sucking, I really wouldn't be into it right now. But I'm 35, and I'm in my prime, and I'm like, ugh, things are awful. i got to change something about myself. I had some real conversations that really helped me put things into perspective. It was Vince McMahon, and everything with Vince helped everything lead up to when I was working with Cody. With more information on everything Seth Rollins and hearing more about what he had to say when Cody Rhodes officially came back to WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Johnny Gorgano is making news at this hour. Johnny Gorgano comments on fun coincidences since he's been back in WWE. Ross Berman writes in, Johnny Gorgano's return to WWE has been something of a walk down memory lane for the former NXT Grand Slam champion. He said, and I quote, We've done some fun coincidence with this return of mine, Gorgano tweeted. I came back in Toronto in the building where I first won my title in WWE. Now, Gorgano and his former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa, won the NXT 
Tag Team Champions from the Revival, now known as FTR and AEW, in a 2 out of 3 falls at NXT TakeOver 216. Now, six years later, Toronto was the site of Gargano's surprise return to WWE after opting not to renew his contract at the end of 2021. Now, before his return this past August, Gargano was last seen on WWE television being attacked by Grayson Waller. Now, during that time, it was supposed to be Gargano's farewell address to WWE, but before he could return, Gargano had been coy about his interest in coming back to wrestling. Many people thought that he might be going to AEW, but some people held out hope that he would return to the brand that he loved so very much. Many people were glad to see that Gorgano decided to come back to WWE. As he's returned, many things have been changed in WWE. Since then, Vince McMahon is gone, Triple H has taken over, and it's a new day for so many former NXT stars getting shots on the main roster. For more information on Johnny Gorgano, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. Nick Miller is writing in at this hour about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch gives an update on her recovery from her injury. Now, it seems like Becky Lynch could be on her way to returning to action very soon. Lynch has been sidelined since suffering a separated shoulder in a match against her longtime rival, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, at SummerSlam on July the 30th. Now, speaking to Ryan Satin in the Out of Character podcast, Lynch would go on to say, You know, I feel like I could be a part of... Wolverine at some point, because I think recovering is actually happening quicker than normal, considering how much pain I was in at SummerSlam. But you know what? Right now I feel good. I feel like I could punch somebody right in the face right now with this arm. So don't test me. Lynch stated that she doesn't enjoy having this much time away from the ring. She would go on to say, I'm not good with time off. My mind, it's a wildfire, man. It just goes everywhere. It just spreads. She also talked about the injury, how it occurred in her match. She would go on to say, It happened in the first couple of minutes, maybe the first three minutes or something, and I was like, oh no, maybe I dislocated it, but then maybe I could pop it back into place. And then by the end of the match, I was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm going to be out for a while. For more information on Becky Lynch and her reported timeline for when she may come back to WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting WWE star and others react to Dewdrop winning a rare match this past Monday night. A lot of wrestlers and fans are thrilled to see Dewdrop finally winning a match on WWE TV. During the September the 6th episode of NXT 2.0, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. defeated Toxic Attraction, which is Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane. Now, barely after they lost the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Katina Chance and Caden Carter at the World's Collide event, which just happened this past weekend. Now, Dewdrop has been on a losing streak all since February the 14th episode of Raw when she lost to Rhea Ripley. She's been defeated by Liv Morgan a week before that loss in what was her last match on WWE TV. Now, technically, Dewdrop did pin Alexa Bliss briefly for the 24-7 championship on the July 18th episode of Raw, but that was obviously not even a proper match. Dewdrop and Nikki won a tag match against Dana Brooke and Tamina on the main event last month, but again, that much was only available to viewers watching on Hulu in several international markets. For more information on everything that's happening right now with Dewdrop and what can be expected for her next now that that losing streak is gone, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming.
Road Dog is making news at this hour. Road Dog names the WWE program he most is proud of booking. Former WWE producer and writer Road Dog Jesse James has revealed which moment of his time working backstage in WWE made him the most proud. In a quote, he said, The proudest moment of my career probably was involved with Kofi Mania, Road Dog said on his Oh You Didn't Know podcast. I was heavily, heavily involved in the creation of that show, and because of some of it, it was a hit. It was a difference, and it was so much on a different level. Kofi Mania took the wrestling world by storm. Kofi Kingston earned a spot in the 2019 Elimination Chamber match. Daniel Bryan then put up his WWE Championship on the line, but Kingston fell short. Vincent Mann blocked Kingston from getting another WWE title shot, but eventually he agreed and changed his mind to give him a part of the gauntlet match. He fell short once again. McMahon eventually agreed to give him one more shot at WrestleMania 35 due to all the fans' pressure, and Kingston managed to take home the win and getting his hands on the WWE title. Here's a quote by Road Dogg. I was doing things. I was running things. I was in charge of things. It felt really good to be part of literally everything that was going on during those days. And then I'm gone and I'm home now and I'm not coming back. There were several decisions that were made post-Kofi Mania. The day I think I disagreed with strongly. Now Road Dogg began working backstage as a producer in 2011 before moving to the SmackDown brand and becoming a writer. He eventually managed to make his way up to lead writer on the show before he was released from his contract in January of this past year. For more information on everything that was happening with Road Dogg since he's come back to WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on him will be forthcoming. Let's talk a little about Finn Balor. Finn Balor wanted to form a stable with the WWE NXT team. Finn Balor once said he had an idea to lead the pack with a former NXT tag team. Now, Balor had no problem rolling solo in the wrestling business, but he also found great success being in factions. During an interview with Inside the Ropes, Balor discussed which tag team initially wanted him to join a stable in WWE. He would go on to say, when I had discussed about factions before, I pitched an idea with AOP, Baylor revealed. Looking back, it might have been too similar to the Bullet Club at that time, but I felt like sometimes it's not bad to try to recreate something that was originally very successful. Now, Balor also launched the Bullet Club in New Japan back in 2013. But these days, he's aligned himself with Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and now Dominic Mysterio as part of a stable known as Judgment Day. He would also go on to say, I feel like this Judgment Day group is something far removed from what I used to do during my Bullet Club days. Now it's very refreshing, especially for me, not trying to try to recreate something that I did years ago in another promotion, Balor said. I'm more creatively fulfilled than I have been in a long time in WWE. Now, Balor would also go on to say that he's been able to express himself freely since he's been turning heel. He says he enjoys working and he enjoys being on the dark side. Balor joined with Judgment Day on the June 6th episode of Raw. He, alongside Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, turned on the leader Edge at that time and kicked him out of the group. For more information on Finn Balor, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and more information on him will be forthcoming. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Longtime referee Mike Chioda describes what it's like to be a referee with a Vince McMahon match. 
Now, many people know Vince McMahon retired from WWE on July the 22nd of 2022. About a month before his retirement, McMahon stepped away from being CEO of the company and head of the board, a position he had been in since he had really started the company. Since then, Stephen McMahon and Nick Khan are now co-CEOs. Vince has not appeared on screen since his retirement, meaning he has obviously not wrestled a match since the announcement. But former WWE referee Mike Keogh recalled what it was like to referee a Vince McMahon match on his podcast during his Monday mailbag. Keogh would go on to say, You're stressed with Vince in the ring. You don't want to mess up, Keogh said. If he asks for a spot or asks for anything, he's like, Hey, what's next? You better know. You better know what's happening and you better tell him. What I was like with being Vince in the ring, Vince would ask you something and he would tell you to get it done. Kyoto went on to recall when he became even more nervous when Vince got older and became even more susceptible to injury. Kyoto would go on to say, I remember the day he blew his quads out in the ring, just walking down to the ring, you know, and then he got in the ring and he blew both of his quads. Former WWE champion Vince McMahon wrestled a total of 57 matches in his entire career. Despite not being a trained professional wrestler, Vince's most recent match came at WrestleMania 38 when he challenged Pat McAfee to a match. McAfee suffered the defeat just for four minutes, leaving Vince McMahon with his arm raised in victory. Now, with more information on everything Mike Kyoto has to say about his experience working with Vince McMahon, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Dakota Kai is making news at this hour. The WWE star is so glad to be back in the fold. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. Dakota Kai reveals how much notice she had ahead of returning to WWE. Now, as many people know, Triple H has brought back many former WWE superstars that were released by Vince McMahon. Now, since he'd become the new chief content officer in WWE, Triple H has instantly put his stamp on the roster by bringing back several stars, such as Dakota Kai is one of them. She came back at SummerSlam and admitted, I'll honest be honest with you, I was shocked. She would go on to say, you know what's crazy, I just got the heads up that I would be doing something 24 hours before. I didn't know, I had no idea what was happening. I was like, I don't know if I can get all this done in one time. I don't know what the environment was like, I didn't know what they were looking to do with me, but I did know they were bringing people back. SummerSlam comes around and I was still on the mind of kind of trying to process everything. Even walking down the ramp at SummerSlam, I was so overwhelmed. Now just 24 hours before making her comeback to WWE, alongside Bailey and Iro Shirai, Kai was streaming on Twitch showcasing her mindset and telling people how she felt about the wrestling world at the time, but little did she know that she would be back in the fold even sooner. She would go on to say, It was like 24 hours ago I was streaming, Kai said. I literally was just streaming. I got told about it. I had to fly out Saturday morning. Straight there. I like literally did Twitch on Friday night and everything was normal, and then everything got crazy again, she said. For more information on the return of Dakota Kai to WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be brought forward. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the information in the world of wrestling, whether that's AEW, WWE, New Japan, and so many more. We bring you a comprehensive outlook to everything that's happening in the world of wrestling. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of professional wrestling, whether that's AEW, WWE, or so many more. We give you an outlook on everything 
that's going to happen, which has happened, and maybe a peek behind the curtain. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, once again, my name is Mike Freeland, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW.